Hello, I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church, and I welcome you to this podcast homily for 13th Sunday after Trinity, the 14th in a series of 26 homilies for Trinity season. Listeners may benefit from the companion AIC seasonal video series, Trinity Tide, the Teaching Season, which is presented in nine episodes, each linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The series offers a brief history of the evolution of Whitsunday Pentecost and Trinity season, Anglican traditions of Whitsunday and Trinity, including the seasonal color and fasting traditions, and commentary on the collect, epistle, and gospel readings for Whitsunday Pentecost, Trinity Sunday, and all 24 Sundays after Trinity, and Sunday next before Advent in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. The collect, epistle, and gospel readings for 13th Sunday after Trinity are discussed in Episode 6. The epistle reading for 13th Sunday after Trinity, Galatians 3, verses 16 to 22, is a history lesson from St. Paul on the roots of the Christian faith in the Mosaic Law. Like the reading for 12th Sunday after Trinity, the focus is on the real meaning of righteousness. But here St. Paul adds his clarification that righteousness did not come to mankind as a law, but as a gift offered mankind through the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, whom St. Paul calls the, quote, mediator, unquote, of the new covenant for those who believe in him. You'll find this and similar comments in 1 Timothy 2, verse 5, Hebrews 8, 6, 9, 15, and 12, 24. The Gospel reading for 13th Sunday after Trinity, Luke 10, verses 29 to 37, is another parable, the parable of the Good Samaritan. It is the ninth of twelve selections in Trinity season from the Gospel of St. Luke and another that is unique to St. Luke's account. The time is the fall of 29 A.D., just a few months after the reading for Twelfth Sunday after Trinity. Understanding the parable requires knowledge of the relationship between Samaria and the Jews and between Jesus and Samaria. In Chapter 9, verses 52 to 56, Luke wrote of how the people of Samaria had refused to allow Jesus to enter the city, accusing him of being too tied to Judaism, in verse 52, and of how this provoked James and John, the two sons of Zebedee, called by Jesus sons of thunder or Boanerges, for their impetuous ways, to wish to to ask him if he wished to, quote, bid fire come down from heaven and consume, unquote, all of Samaria. This will become more important when we come to the final verse of the parable. While I will discuss the parable in 20th first century language, I will do so influenced by how Christians in the early church understood the story's imagery. 
The six characters in the story, not counting Jesus, taken in order of appearance are the lawyer, the traveler, the temple priest, the Levite, the Samaritan, and the innkeeper. The first character we meet is the lawyer, who respectfully addresses Jesus as teacher, or in some translations, rabbi, the Hebrew name. He asks Jesus a question in verse 25. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? The lawyer symbolizes the Pharisees, especially their great knowledge of the law and their obsession with detail. Remember, these are the people who counted the commandments and concluded that there were exactly 613. Jesus, knowing what was in the lawyer's mind and that Jews did not believe in eternal life, understood that his intent was to entrap him to produce an answer which Jewish authorities could call blasphemy. Jesus, in his role as teacher, turned the tables, asking two questions in verse 26. What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? The lawyer answered with paraphrases of two Old Testament verses, Deuteronomy 6, 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And Leviticus 19 verse 18, and your neighbor as yourself. And historical footnote, Jesus used these same two quotations a year later in answering the question of what is the greatest commandment in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 22 verses 37 to 40. Jesus replied to the lawyer in verse 28, You have answered rightly, do this and you will live. The lawyer, undeterred by Jesus' carefully crafted answer, which was not the one he wanted, asks another question in verse 29, Who is my neighbor? Jesus' answer to this third question is the parable of the Good Samaritan, in which he introduces us to the second character, the traveler. In the parable, the man's journey from Jerusalem to Jericho should be taken as symbols for mankind's perilous journey through earthly life, from Jerusalem, a symbol of peace, to Jericho, which then had a bad reputation for its degenerate ways. The traveler's journey symbolizes the risky path the faithful travel in a hostile world. Attacked and robbed of his clothes and his possessions, beaten, he was left for dead by the side of the road, or half-dead in the NKJB text. The half-dead man on the ground is then encountered by the third character, the temple priest, who in verse 31 crosses the road to avoid what to him was an unclean object. In the words of St. Ambrose of Milan, the temple priest kept the letter of the law but violated its spirit. And that quotation comes from Ancient Christian Commentary on the Scriptures, New Testament, Volume 3, verse 1, page 178. Upon this scene, in verse 32, comes the fourth character, the Levite a descendant of the class who had served in the temple since the days of Moses and whose job was to guard the beliefs of the Jewish faith. He is a living, walking symbol of the heritage of the Hebrew prophets. 
like the temple priest, he sees the object in the road as something unclean and crosses the road. Taken together, the first three characters, the lawyer, the temple priest, and the Levite represent the failure of the old law or covenant in its rejection of the spiritual meaning of the message of the prophets. They observe the technicality of the law, doing what was legally correct, but violated its spiritual meaning. All three, either in word or deed or both, demonstrate the difference between true, real righteousness and the appearance of righteousness that has been the teaching theme of many of the Trinity Season podcast homilies. Into the mix, in verses 33 to 35, comes the fifth character, the Samaritan. The inhabitants of Samaria, a region centered on the city of Samaria, were non-Jewish people living in what had been the northern kingdom before it fell to the Assyrians and then to the Persians. A prosperous region with plenteous water and fertile land, its relationship with the Hebrew people was extremely strained. Samarians rejected Jewish racial and feud purity laws. The relationship was so strained that the Samaritan offered to contribute financially to the restoration of the temple after the return from Babylon was rejected. The Jews were also displeased that the Samaritans were more willing to accept the rule of Rome over their territory. Given this history of hostility, it is clear that the word good the modern title for the Samaritan in the parable, would never have been applied to any, by any Jew to any resident of Samaria. The Samaritan enters riding on an unidentified beast, presumably a humble mule. Upon seeing the body in the road, he dismounts, and that is, the body is the traveler, he dismounts and goes to investigate. He anoints the traveler with oil and wine, a medically correct technique at the time, and sets the traveler upon his mule and takes him to an inn. At this unnamed inn in verse 35, we meet our sixth and last character, the innkeeper. The Samaritan gives the innkeeper two denarii, about two days' wages for the average man, and instructs the innkeeper to take care of the beaten man, promising to return and pay the innkeeper any further expenses he might incur in the traveler's care. The Samaritan is a symbol of the presence of Christ in the world. With his compassionate deeds, he displays the love which Christ taught, a behavior fitting for the righteous man who has taken the teachings of the Old and New Testament into his heart. In many Eastern Church teachings, anointing of the traveler with oil and wine is a parallel to the sacraments of the Church. This non-Jew, not the temple priest or the Levite, both trained in Scripture and Hebrew tradition, was the only one who showed genuine compassion for his fellow man and did what is right for entry into the kingdom of God where one inherits eternal life from the lawyer's initial question in verse 25. Finally, the innkeeper is a symbol of the church in the world, the place where those in need find relief, both spiritually and physically, 
the steward of the Christian faith where spiritual healing can take place for those in need. At the end of the account, in verse 36, Jesus turns again to the first character in the story, the lawyer, asking another teaching question. So which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? To which the lawyer answered in verse 37a, he who showed mercy on him. And to which Jesus answered in verse 37, go and do likewise. Other AIC resources on topics discussed in this podcast homily for 13th Sunday after Trinity are available at our website, www.anglicaninternetchurch.net, with seasonal videos and Christian education videos linked from the digital library page, Bible study videos from the Bible study page, and podcast versions of all three from the podcast archive page. Information about AIC Bookstore publications is available through the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. First, New Testament Gospels, an AIC Bible study video series presented in 44 episodes. St. Luke's unique account of the parable of the Good Samaritan is discussed and richly illustrated in episode 17. The Lives of the Saints, an AIC Christian Education video series presented in multiple episodes. From the first series, St. John is the focus of episode 4, St. Paul of episode 5, St. Mark of episode 7, St. James of episode 12. From the second series, St. Ambrose of Milan is the subject of episode 4, and Archbishop Cranmer is one of three English martyrs celebrated in episode 28. From the bookstore publications in Layman's Lexicon, the entries of interest are Mediator, Mercy slash Merciful, Parables, Righteous slash Righteousness, Virtues, and Wisdom. And finally, Hear Us, O Lord, Daily Prayers for the Laity, The full text of Third Hour, from which the first closing prayer is taken, is found on pages 95 to to 100. The first closing prayer for 13th Sunday after Trinity is an Anglican adaptation of a 4th century morning prayer from the Eastern Church tradition. The second is the Collect for 13th Sunday after Trinity, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Gelasian Sacramentary. Grant us, O Lord God, the knowledge of thy divine words, and fill us with the understanding of thine holy gospel, and the riches of thy divine gifts, and the indwelling of thy Holy Spirit. And give us joy to keep thy commandments, and accomplish them, and fulfill thy will, and to be accounted worthy of the blessings and the mercies that are from thee, now and ever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. And now the collect. Almighty and merciful God, of whose only gift it cometh that they, that thy faithful people do unto thee true and laudable service, grant we beseech thee that we may so faithfully serve thee in this life that we fail not finally to attain thy heavenly promises. Through the merits of Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.